the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. A Roman garrison, if you don't know, a Roman garrison had 600 soldiers. And so this isn't just one or two Roman soldiers doing this. 600 soldiers gather around Jesus behind closed doors where no one can see. And they're not going to be held accountable 600 soldiers gather around to abuse and brutalize him before crucifying him. It's hard to imagine what it was like to live during the time that Jesus walked with man. There were so many activities then that are inconceivable today and many that would be illegal. The description read by Pastor Dan today of how the Roman soldiers treated their prisoners, in this case Jesus, is difficult to listen to, much less participate in. Back in those days, this was common and even done for entertainment purposes. The details of this experience only begin to offer a glimpse of God's sacrifice for you. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 27 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew 27, beginning in verse 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him. And took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, the place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. And then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divide my garments among them and for my clothing, they cast lots and sitting down. They kept watch over him there and they put up over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests, also mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others himself he cannot save. 
If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. And Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you for enduring the cross for us. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher and that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word and that you would allow us to see this familiar story with fresh eyes, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have slowed our pace quite a bit in the Gospel of Matthew because of the importance of the section in the Gospel. We're looking at the crucifixion of Jesus. In our last study, Jesus was condemned to die by Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. After examining Jesus, Pontius Pilate initially declared him innocent. He said, I find no fault in this man. He's done nothing deserving of death. And the other gospels tell us that Pilate desired to just release him. But the religious leaders demanded that Jesus be crucified. And Pilate gave in to their pressure and delivered Jesus to be crucified. Before the Romans crucified a person, they would first scourge the person. And we talked about the scourging of Jesus. One of the purposes of scourging a condemned criminal was to get them to confess to their crime. But Jesus has not committed a crime. He's, he's innocent. He has no crime to confess. And so uh, his scourging was likely more severe as the Roman soldiers tried to get him to confess to something that he didn't actually do. We know historically that many prisoners died during the scourging because of the blood loss, and they, they never made it to the cross. They died during the scourging. So Jesus suffered severe trauma and blood loss before he was crucified, before he made it to the cross. He's already suffered tremendously. Just from the scourging, he would be rushed to a hospital and put in intensive care, and his life would be in the balance just from the scourging. You know, in Isaiah 52, verse 14, it says, His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. From the scourging that he received and the beating that he received from the religious leaders earlier the night before, the beating that he's going to receive from the Roman soldiers before they crucify him. His face is so disfigured, Isaiah says, he seems hardly human. He doesn't even look like a human being anymore. You, you would scarcely know that he was a man. Now, after Jesus was scourged, verse 27 says, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus, notice, into the praetorium, the Roman headquarters, and they gathered the whole garrison around him. Now, Jesus will be crucified outside the city of Jerusalem. The Romans like to crucify people on a main road leading into a city. And they did that to send a message to people entering that city not to break the law. This is what happens. Be warned. This is what happens to a lawbreaker and this city. So he's crucified outside the city of Jerusalem. But notice 
The Roman soldiers don't take Jesus outside the city to the place of crucifixion. Instead, the Roman soldiers take Jesus back into the praetorium, back into the headquarters, back into the building, behind closed doors, out of sight of the public. There's no cameras. There's no phones. And it says the whole Roman garrison gathered around Jesus. Now, just reading that makes me feel sick to my stomach because we we know what's going down here. We know what's about to happen. The Roman soldiers take Jesus back into the praetorium and all the station, all the soldiers stationed there gathered around him, the whole Garrison. You should underline that in your Bible. A Roman garrison, if you don't know, a Roman garrison had 600 soldiers. And so this isn't just one or two Roman soldiers doing this. 600 soldiers gather around Jesus behind closed doors where no one can see. And they're not going to be held accountable. And 600 soldiers gather around to abuse and brutalize him before crucifying him as some kind of, you know, sick entertainment. Some of the 600 soldiers probably were there just to watch. And the Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And the Romans were exceptionally violent. You know, they had the gladiator games. They fed people to wild beasts They executed people publicly, all for entertainment. Roman citizens would pay money to go sit in a stadium and watch people die horrible, gruesome deaths for entertainment, for sport. And these Roman soldiers gather around Jesus to abuse him just for fun before crucifying him. So they've got him inside the Roman headquarters. There's 600 soldiers gathered around him. Verse 28 tells us that the first thing they did to him is they stripped him. They removed all of his clothing to humiliate him, to strip him of his dignity. And then they placed a scarlet robe on him. Now, Roman officers wore a scarlet cloak, and so they probably use a Roman officer's cloak And they put it on Jesus to symbolize a royal robe worn by a king. Verse 29, it says, And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head, and they put a reed in his right hand. Now the thorns that grow in that area have very, very long thorns. And they crown Jesus with a crown of thorns. If you're taking notes, you can jot down Genesis chapter 3, verse 18. There in Genesis, we're told that thorns are the result of the fall of man. Previous to the fall of man, the sin of Adam, there were no thorns on the earth. When Adam sinned against God, all of creation was affected, and one effect of the fall was thorns. That's why we have thorns on the earth. In Romans chapter 8, verse 20, it tells us that all of creation was subjected to the curse. 
creation, as beautiful and as wonderful as creation is, it is subject to the curse. It's been marred by the fall of man. And the Bible tells us one day creation will be renewed and restored in the kingdom age when Jesus Christ returns to the earth and he establishes his kingdom on the earth. But here he's crowned with a crown of thorns. And in a way, it's a fitting crown for Jesus to be crowned with thorns because he will redeem all of creation. And one day he will remove the curse of sin from the earth that resulted from man's rebellion against God. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And so they put this robe on Jesus, they put this crown of thorns on him, they put a reed in his right hand, the soldiers dressed Jesus as a king. And then look what it says. They mocked him, bowing before him and saying, Hail, the king of the Jews. Remember, this is his official crime that he's condemned for and crucified for is that he is the king of the Jews. That's why he's killed, for being the king of the Jews. Then in verse 30, it says, Then they spat on him. They spat on him. If you remember, the religious leaders spat on Jesus also earlier the night before. And spitting in someone's face is an expression of the utmost contempt. It's an expression of the deepest disrespect for someone. In my opinion, spitting in someone's face is worse than cussing them out or punching them in the face. And it says that they took the reed and they struck him on the head with the reed. And the Greek indicates that they struck him repeatedly. And so they spit in his face and they began to beat him over and over on the head and the face with this rod, driving the thorns deeper into his scalp causing tremendous pain and blood loss. And you can imagine, you can picture in your mind, all of these Roman soldiers gathered around Jesus and just taking turns with this rod and just wailing away on Jesus and beating him with this stick just for fun. Just for fun. They're mocking him as king. They're beating him with the rod, the symbol of his kingly authority. Don't miss the the symbolism here of what is happening. They are beating the king with his own rod, with his own reed, the symbol of his authority. Mankind does not want Jesus to be king. Mankind does not want Jesus ruling over him. Mankind is rebellious. 
and does not want to be under God's authority or God's laws or God's rules. We see this playing out in our culture. Man wants to be his own king. Man wants to make his own rules and be his own authority. And please do not think that mankind is any better today or any kinder today than they were. Mankind mocks Jesus. Mankind beats up Jesus, so to speak, to this day. And if given the chance, man would beat Jesus with a stick if he were here. You know, Isaiah 53 says that Jesus is despised and he's rejected. And we've seen that first he was despised and rejected by the Jews, and now he's despised and rejected by the Gentiles. So that brings us to verse 31. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off of him and put his own clothes back on him. Remember, he's been scourged and his body's covered with lacerations. And so you can imagine that just the pain of taking off that robe and putting his own clothes back on with his body covered with lacerations. And now they lead him away to be crucified. You know, the, the Romans, just to give you some background on, on crucifixion, the Romans often would hang a sign around the neck of a condemned person stating their crime and then nail that sign up on the cross above them so that everybody would know why they're being crucified. And that seems to be the case here with Jesus. A person condemned to die by crucifixion usually did not carry an entire cross. I know that's how it's often pictured in artwork with Jesus carrying the, you know, the whole cross, but they usually only carried the, the horizontal piece or the cross beam of the cross. And what the Romans would do is they would lay that cross beam on the shoulders across the back of the neck of the condemned person and then tie their arms to the cross beam. And so they had this cross beam which usually weighed, you know, 75 to 150 pounds. They've got this thing kind of balanced on their shoulders with their arms tied to it in in kind of this position. The Romans also liked to tie a rope to the ankle of the condemned. So as they're walking through the streets under the weight of this crossbeam, they could yank their legs out from under them, causing them to come crashing down on their face on their chest, unable to put their hands down to break their fall. Interestingly, Edersheim in his commentary points out that the high priest would have a rope tied to his ankle when he entered the Holy of Holies to apply blood for the mercy seat to atone for the sins of the people. And Jesus is our great high priest who atones for our sins with his own blood. And so Jesus, now he's on his way to be crucified. He's he's bearing the cross. And what did Jesus say to us? If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, if you want to be his disciple, we have to deny ourselves and take up our cross every day. And listen, please give me your attention. To deny yourself is not the same as self-denial. Self-denial is what you do when you're dieting. 
To deny yourself means you put self to death and you put Christ first. You deny your plan, your desire, your agenda for your life for Christ. And you take up your cross daily, Jesus said. Every day you take up the cross. If you saw someone walking through the streets of Jerusalem, carrying a cross, bearing their cross, you knew they were going to die. And that may be all you know about them. And you don't need to know anything else about them. But you know they are on their way to death. And Jesus tells us we have to take up our cross every day which means we have to put self to death every day and put Christ first. And Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. It's not optional for a disciple. It's mandatory to take up your cross and put self to death every day. And so here's Jesus now. He's bearing his cross. He's on his way to the place of crucifixion. Verse 32 tells us, as they came out, so as they come out of the praetorium, on their way to the place of crucifixion, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. Jesus was unable to carry his cross, likely because he was so weak from the scourging, he's lost so much blood, and because of the beating He's received, he's just unable to bear the cross. And so the Roman soldiers compelled Simon, who was from Cyrene, to carry the cross of Jesus. Now, the Roman soldiers could compel anyone to do a task for them. They could just walk up to you on the street and put their sword on your shoulder and tell you, you have to carry this load for me. And you have a choice, either do it or they're going to kill you. And here's this guy, Simon of Cyrene. He's compelled to carry the cross of Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 41, remember Jesus said, and whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him, what? Two miles. He was talking about the Romans. If a Roman soldier comes up to you and compels you to carry a load for him, a mile, go with him two miles. So in the second mile, you can tell him about Christ. Right? And so here, Simon, he's from Cyrene. That's important. Cyrene is in North Africa near Tripoli. He likely came to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And he's heading into the city in the morning, maybe to go to the temple to witness the morning sacrifice, which many Jewish people did during the Passover. They go in the morning to witness the morning sacrifice sacrifice and to worship at the temple. But now he suffers this this terrible turn of events, at least in his mind. He's forced to carry the cross for a condemned man. And it's likely that cross has blood on it because Jesus was scourged. And because it has blood on it now, Simon would become ceremonially unclean for carrying the cross of Jesus and unable to participate in the Passover celebration. And so in Simon's mind, this is awful. He's traveled all the way from North Africa to attend this celebration. This is a wasted trip to Jerusalem now. He spent all that money to travel there. He's taken time off from work. He's made that long journey. 
and this disqualifies him from participating in the feast. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, and he has more to share with you next time. How is what you're hearing from this book landing in your heart? If there's anything that's prompting you to seek out more questions or to ask for prayer in any way, would you be willing to give us a call and talk to us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever you might be wondering or thinking about. Our number is 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this first book of the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to teach on from Matthew, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue growing. There's so much to appreciate by reading God's Word. We hope you'll tune in next time and be a part of our listening audience right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.